This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Whiskey and Whitetails, the show for those that hunt with a passion and drink with a purpose. I'm Gus. I'm Matt. And we have a good one for you this week. But first, we would like to thank our Patreon. Patreon, patron, patrons, patrons for their awesome support, uh, everything okay. that they do to help out with the show, to the Waypoint Network for hosting us, and to you, our listeners, for uh, watching, subscribing, sharing, all that good stuff. This is super, uh, a super fun episode, uh, our, the second of our Seaweed Spotlight. We were super excited to have our good friend Jeff on. Matt, tell a little bit about Jeff. I was gonna, I'm going to do it again. <clears throat> you know him. We love him. Chef Jeff from Miller's All Day. Uh, Miller's All Day is an awesome place. It's downtown Charleston. They have one in James Island. It's, if you come to Charleston and you're looking for the perfect place to have breakfast, that's it. If you're looking for the perfect place to have lunch and there's no line, they have a huge line for breakfast. But if you want to have lunch with no line, you can usually hit them up and, and get in pretty easy. But uh, Miller's All Day does a different special every day. They did wild game pairings all for all through Siwi, uh, all wild meats. It, it's nuts. But Jeff has been an integral part of my life in the past year i guess uh, we've hunted together we've cooked together we've we've learned a lot of stuff and he's an all-around good guy and, and i hate that i've waited this long to have us have him on um i just i don't always like to mix uh pleasure with business if you will of course but, yeah they're gonna love this episode it's great we uh, get into the weeds a little bit about what miller's all day is and you get to kind of hear from jeff himself he's he's a funny human being so it's you're gonna learn a lot about cooking we ask him a lot of questions like what how would you cook this or whatever and um yeah, I think you're gonna like it. But the entire crew at Miller's, we love everybody that works there that we've we've been in contact with. We had the guys hanging out at the booth all day today and just uh great people, man. Yep. It's always a good time. Uh, it was great to talk with them and uh appreciate the the snacks he brought out to us this weekend. Uh, busy, hard to get away from the tent. So that made life a little easier. But uh before we let you guys get into that, we do have some really special uh, sponsors for this this year's Seaweed Spotlight to help make this year's recordings uh, and podcast uh possible so we're going to leave you with a few messages with those folks before we let you get into the podcast yes all right before we share with you uh the message from this first sponsor we just wanted to uh draw a little bit of attention to it as you've watched the seaweed spotlights you might have noticed the awesome background and the, and the room that we were in 
um, that was a show uh, uh, apartment or suite that uh, the Jasper Charleston uh, loaned to us to make possible uh, for us to record and have guests um, in a very nice, comfortable, quiet place that was convenient to downtown and where everything was going on for Seaweed this weekend. So a huge shout out to the Jasper Charleston for big thank you, big thank yeah, you for letting us do that. It, it was it was a huge help. It was very convenient for everybody to get to us. Um, and I don't think we would have had the success we had with the awesome guests we had this year if it wasn't for that location. So, um, yeah, huge, huge thank you. And, uh, you know, we look forward to hopefully doing it again. This podcast is brought to you by a world of inspiration, style and pure creativity at the Jasper Charleston. I'm here to tell you about a place that's changing the game for artists and stylists. Ashley Artisan Suites. Nestled at the base of the Jasper, right where Broad Street meets Ash- Ashley River, this isn't just a spot on the map. It's a vibrant hub in the heart of Charleston's finest neighborhood. Picture this, a collective of local makers, artisans, and health and beauty professionals all coming together to offer you a lush array of health and beauty services, cutting-edge fashion, awe-inspiring art, and handmade treasures that'll make your heart skip a beat. But what sets Ashley Artisan Suites apart? Well, I'll tell you. It's not just a place to work. It's an upscale place where you can surround yourself with other creatives and take your experience to a whole new level. Each suite comes complete with water connections for vanity and sink stations because your creativity should flow just as smoothly as the Ashley River. And here's the kicker. Fixed rent with utilities included, a reception lounge that's practically begging for brainstorming sessions, and a private lounge with a washer, dryer, and utility sink, and complimentary Wi-Fi to keep you connected to the world while you cultivate your business. It's time to relocate your business to Ashley Artisan Suites, the creative space for those with polished taste. It's not just a space. It's a community of innovators, dreamers, and those ready to meet. This podcast is also brought to you by Tethered, which is pretty exciting. As most of you know by this point, I got into saddle hunting last season and didn't really talk too much about my setup because, well, honestly, I wasn't happy with it. I love the idea, but I just didn't experience all the things I heard fellow saddle hunters say. It seemed like I was missing something, mainly comfort. And I hear about these all-day sits being a dream scenario, and I wanted those things, but it just felt like my current setup was not going to give me the true comfort without sacrificing some of the functionality that I had. And that's when Tether stepped up in this approach and their innovative design. We met up with Tether at the Great American Outdoor Show, and I'm thrilled to tell you about the Ultralock, and, and specifically the Ultralock SD, if you don't want to get all the patches, pouches and extra accessories. But it's like Tether read my mind. So let's talk about the Ultralock links real quick. So I, I used to wrestle with the pleated saddles, you know, the they flop around all at the wrong times. It's just, they don't seem wide enough. There's a ton of problems with them, but Tethered reimagined the game with this expandable saddle body and ultralock links. So just think about this, a saddle that moves with you while you're walking, climbing, hunting, it doesn't matter. The saddle expands out so much when you're in it that it practically feels like you're sitting in a hammock. And, and that's truly going to give you that all day sit that you were looking for. But also the ultra bridge and the comfort channels, they're the unsung heroes of the saddle. With Tethered's patent Ultra Bridge technology, I've got nearly 40 inches of on-the-fly adjustability. Finding my sweet spot has never been easier. And these comfort channels, unsurpassed comfort with seven different settings. I can practically feel the coziness just talking about it. So we're also going to give them a shout-out for the good old USA. Tethered built the load-bearing components right here in the United States, specifically oh. in Texas. Heck yeah. Crafted with care. So if you've been listening to us talk about saddles over the last 15 months and notice we rarely talk brands, it's because we haven't found the right one to truly stand behind. But uh, I wish I had started with Tether. But even honestly, I probably would have ended up still buying this Ultralock either way this year. Gus and I both will be enjoying the comfort of the Ultralock all season. So look forward to us being pretty vocal about our new setup. And you can check them out at Tethered Nation on Instagram and look at all the people that are actually enjoying their stuff. Um, and they also sponsored the giveaway this year at Siwi. 
which a lot of people were entered to win and we'll have those results coming soon. So yeah, think differently, go and try out a tethered next time you see one at the store. It's good stuff. Something that's also awesome and helped us out a lot at Seaweed was Burt Church. So they have a saying, purpose beyond profit. What a great tagline. And it's something we fully understand around here. We've spent a lot of good money on hats and products like rock glasses and other things. It's just They were not something we could sell to our customers. And we ended up eating it or throwing it away or giving it to friends. We want our products to be quality and serve a purpose beyond profit. So Burnt Church Distillery is located in Bluffton, South Carolina. And if you like going to distilleries, this is something special and very beautiful. Everyone we met that worked there is a stellar human. They make an incredible product. We always try to stay brand agnostic on our whiskey classes and just in general answer the question, what are some of your favorite whiskeys? But when you find a gem, you just have to show it off. So Burnt Church hooked us up this weekend with a bunch of whiskey to pour for seaweed customers, and it truly revolutionized our event. Uh, Peter, the head distiller, was there all day and on Friday uh, spreading the good word about all that is Burnt Church, uh, and it really elevated the experience having him there. Uh, the amount of compliments I heard about Palmer Stretch, Bluffton Whiskey, and Anita's Choice were, was absolutely amazing. Uh, we teach whiskey classes. We know not everyone is going to like what we like, but every single person we poured this for loved it, and many of them came back asking for more. Um, can you imagine being a distillery and having three of your bottles available at an event for tasting, and every single one was a home run? Absolutely incredible. Just great stuff. And, and we want to thank Burnt Church also for always being so supportive of us. Thank you to Peter for coming out and talking to our customers. That was Amazing, dude, to have a head distiller on site at an event <laughs> telling people about the whiskey that we've been preaching about for months now. Yeah, it's just awesome. I, I love them all. Chris is an amazing guy. It's just the, everyone we've met from there is just, we're the so lucky, team. man. We have yeah. we have some amazing connections and we've met some amazing people doing this. And and yeah, we'll get we'll shut up and get into the show. But thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoy it and uh, have a good day. Cheers and all that. Oh, I got one too. Uh, Mine's open already, as it should be. As it should be. <laughs> yeah, when we when we were just never been on the podcast before, and uh, so just one of the unfortunate people that's met us and actually became a friend. And so I like I always try to keep <laughs> friends and podcast business separate. So it's I've always felt bad I never had you on, but I'm glad that you're here now. You know, it makes sense to wait for somewhere fancy to have me. Yeah, it does because you are a fancy. Go out the red carpet. Yeah, I like it. When they, and we had a concierge downside that welcomed you and they just stared at me. They thought they? I was a delivery boy. <laughs> <laughs> they asked if I was just dropping off. Yeah. And you said, no, I'm here I for said, unfortunately. No, I'm here for our business. Mm -hmm. You're drooling. Yep. I missed my mouth. <laughs> That's good. It's only the second beer of the day. So. Uh oh, I muted myself. Um, never mind. The joke is gone. Yeah. The joke's gone. <laughs> So, Jeff from Miller's All Day. Uh, anyone that's come to Charleston and hung out with us knows that Miller's All Day is where we send you. Um, best breakfast in town. And Appreciate you're the executive it. chef for both restaurants. Yes, sir. And this weekend, you guys are doing some crazy stuff with Wild Game, right? Yeah, so we're doing a little seaweed action. I'll actually be on interviewing with NBC News tomorrow at Brittle Bank. Nice. Talk about it as well. So That's awesome. Um but we, I brought a couple food for you guys to try. I know you're doing carnivore, so yeah, eating the, 
the bread, but I got the buffalo burgers. So it's buffalo meats. I'm doing like a smash style nice. with American cheese, caramelized oh, yeah. onions, um, oh, yeah. our brioche bun. Then we are doing duck wings, fry with a sweet chili. Also some wild boar fries. We're braising the wild boar shanks, shredding them with a blue cheese fondue, uh, home fries. And then, yeah, we're doing a sweet one this year. I made a duck fat uh, caramel. That's going over waffles and um, some ice cream and toasted pistachios. Dude, this burger looks crazy. You got the one with no, yours has no bread. Oh, did you? Maybe is everyone? Yeah. Sick. Here you go, Gus. I fingered yours. Dick. <laughs> He's got the good one where the bread is. Yeah. Uh, I've also got this fat piece of meat over here, and you're not getting any of it. Oh, my God. That looks delicious. What is that? That is uh, like, a, like a Thai chili uh, pork belly. Thai chili pork belly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be in on that. No, super, you're not. Super tender, crispy. Just tell them there's bread in it. <laughs> Sorry, man. There's bread in this. You made this for me animal style. Yeah. Well, animals mm. actually don't care what they eat, so it's not really animal style. Mm. I bite into it. Yum. Mm-hmm. Look in the eyes when you bite into it. Mm. What's the burger again? Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah. Money. Who gave you the idea to do wild game for seaweed? Might have been this guy right across from me over here. <laughs> Pretty yeah, sure I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give them the credit for that. I think it's smart. I think it'll do well. Yeah. Because uh, everybody loves well game. So we're, we're across at Brittle Bank for one more year at the Marriott where Marsh Hen is well. But they said next year they're going to have some food trucks at Brittle Bank. So we'll be the nice. one of the main food trucks there. Excellent. It's actually smart. I don't know why. Sorry, everybody's listening to me eat. I don't know why they didn't do that. No, it makes sense. Because yeah. they have those like tents set up. And, and you, it's always just, like the same stuff kind of. Well, that and there's. There's no wild game food over there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense. Right. For seaweed. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about you, Jeff. How'd you get into uh, being a chef? So uh, I'm originally from Connecticut. So my, my dad was a chef when I was growing up. So I used to always go to, to hang out with him when I was younger. I'd have to go to work to see him more. So I'd go to work with him, um, kind of see what he does, see you know, all the, the passion. Everyone respected him in the kitchen. So I just kind of did it. Plus, in school, I hated school. Yeah. Uh, so... I figured out I didn't have to go sit in class. I went to culinary school as well. So it's pretty much the only thing I've ever done was cooking, learning. So you go to culinary school, and then when you come out, your first job, you're, you're not a chef yet. You're just no, like just a, a line cook. So you're just you do, a line cook. You do like an internship. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a two-year program, associates for culinary, and then you do your internship, which pretty much you're just like the bitch in there. Mm-hmm. You do like peeling like five pounds of like shallots, Sometimes you'll bring in like 50 pounds and you just peel, cut. Just food prep for your yeah. entire career. You cut, yeah. Do you cut peaches as good as I do? I've never seen you cut a peach. Oh, oh, yeah, you have. Oh, <laughs> no, oh. Maybe my first peach looked like that. <laughs> it might have. You know? So, uh, Jeff, for those that don't know, anytime we've done a cooking video, Jeff is always, I don't think he's really ever done it in in line but he will send a text message and give us so much shit yeah about whether the, the method or like what was the one i did a uh a shepherd's pie yeah and he was like was all that to, frozen peas i was just try, i was just trying to do a quick video for instagram so i grabbed frozen some frozen vegetables and then uh he just sends a, <laughs> no comment about anything else in the video just uh, he took a fucking screenshot and zoomed into the frozen vegetables and goes you're better than that <laughs> yeah that's what he said. yeah, yeah. You are, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're you're not wrong. You've definitely been like an inspiration on my culinary journey. Like we've traded some stuff before. Like teach me how to do this, and you've you taught me how to pull mots. You've taught me some nice skills. 
Um, he taught me how to make gnocchi, which is awesome. Yeah, it's cool. um, did not know how simple that process was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, watching you cook and, and some of the stuff you come up with and, and you, you do a daily special or almost yeah. every day, every day. So every day you can go to Miller's and get something that's not on the menu. Yep. Yeah. And it's always something crazy. And the only time I'm not a huge fish eater. So when I come and it's fish and you bring it out, I'm always like, but <sighs> hey. <laughs> You gotta jump in you gotta try it yeah i gotta try it i gotta eat it live in charleston you should like fish i know it's i like fish i just i can't i gotta be like in the mood i gotta wake up and be like i want some snapper today or, or whatever um but yeah going to the restaurants like you always take good care of us and and it's it's such a commitment to come to miller's because there's so much good food and if you order and the plates are massive oh, like you're boys. not gonna leave there hungry ever hell no yeah sometimes my wife and i talk about like um like a perfect day like for eating, like just picking and driving around, hitting every little restaurant, you know, sit down or fast food and getting just one thing from each place that we like. Um, I think maybe you had done something similar like that when you came back from overseas. Yeah. Uh, but on that list, I got Chick-fil-A for breakfast. <laughs> that was the first stop of the day. <clears throat> on that list for my wife is Miller's all day for home fries. She loves potatoes. Any way you can cook a potato, she's down for it. And those home fries are by far her favorite. Those are labors of love, dude. This, oh, I've heard the process, and, yeah. and there's a reason they're so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like home fries, that's you should. That's like on the map. Yeah. You should be coming there. It's 100. It's it's wild because when you bite into it, it's the crunchiest home fry you've ever had. But the inside <laughs> is mashed potato. Yeah, I mean, I, I know how you do it. I don't know if you want to tell that secret, but it's oh, no. So that secret was actually uh, before my time. Uh, I believe that was the owner Nate Thurston that came up with that. Oh, style. Nate did that. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know Nate cooks. So Nate was uh, used. To, well, he still cooks, you know, for, you know, but he's a trained chef. Oh, really? Like he was at Kiowa. He consulted to open a bunch of restaurants in Charleston as well. So, oh, wow. Okay. So it's great having an owner that also has a culinary background. Yeah, gets it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of owners don't. Yeah. And yeah. I know that's a huge gripe in this area. Actually, when I started at Miller's, they didn't have a pastry chef. So Nate was being the pastry chef. Wow. And it was, wow. It's pretty wild, like having someone in there and he's just working. And, you know, he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. Some yeah. rich dude behind the, behind the chef, behind the chef hat. Just what, I, <laughs> what I love about Miller's is that it has a like hometown diner feel yep. 100%. with like legit culinary food. And, and you think going back there that you're going to see your typical greasy line chef kind of just bar and grill type stuff going on. But that's not at all. You run a tight, tight ship back there. Um, and, and it shows in the food for sure. Yeah, he's uh. It's like one one thing talking with chefs is a lot of them have different rules, and you're you're probably one of the most lenient ones that I know. Like a lot of people like no music during prep, and like this is a serious thing. Take your job serious. Um, we're not. This isn't McDonald's, you know. You need to be. But it's like you're pretty lenient with your guys, but you're also very strict on on what comes in and out. Well, that's the thing. Like if, if you're more lenient, you know, most of our staff's been there for quite some time. Mm -hmm. You can't really, you know, yell at them anymore. <laughs> It's more like HR oriented now, you know, yeah. you know, I've had my days, you know, telling someone to go, you know, F off, you know, <laughs> you know, and it's, just, it doesn't, doesn't go well anymore. Sure. Yeah. So it's, when, when you do that, you get your tires slashed and, and I did get my tires slashed once. Yeah. You know? Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I fired somewhere. I, and I went out to my car later that day and two of my tires were slashed. They stole a paring knife and went outside with yeah. a paring knife and popped the tires. Do you know how hard it is to cut a tie wall with a with a knife? It's, it is hard. Is it? Apparently, I pissed her off. You pissed me off pretty bad to cut some tires. <laughs> hey. Valve stems, folks. That's the best way to do yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, who? yeah, just go for the valve stems. Or just be better so you don't get fired. 
Yeah. There you go. That's a valid point. Get to the root of the problem. Yeah. It's a valid point. (laughs) Valid point. So you run both locations. There's one downtown Charleston on uh, King Street, and then there's one on James Island off Maybank. And both of you just hop back and forth. Yeah, right now I'm living more at James Island uh, just for – we don't have a – like a main back of the house uh, chef right there right now. One of the guys decided to ghost us, which was beautiful. Fun. Um, Jeez. People today. Yeah. Um, he actually decided to send a uh, late night email when uh, I was out with uh, my wife having the baby Okay. that week. So I wasn't even working that week that he was taking another job effective immediately. Oh, was for, that for his career, for help for his career, which is cool. You know, hey, if you want to move forward your career. I'm all for it, but while burning bridges, there's a don't very, burn bridges. Yeah, yeah, there's a professional way to go about doing that, but and apparently that's the third place he's done something like that too. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of can the I can I have that culinary? Um, can I have that piece of meat? Yes, you can uh, of the culinary world, but I have to imagine it's a small enough community that oh yeah, as a chef, if you have an opportunity to do something different that is good for you, your career, your family. It's going to be mostly supportive from everyone around Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Hey, great, man. Can you give us a week to do some transitioning yeah. and then, you know, good luck. I'll come, I'll, I'd love to come eat that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's the same way in my, you know, in our professions, it, it sucks, you know, to see yeah. someone with talent go, but you're happy for them. Right. I feel like as a leader, like you are, if, if people are rising up and going on to, to bigger and better things, that means you're doing your job. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, so I, I see that as a compliment to, to myself and my staff mm. that we're doing a good job cultivating talent. Uh, but it is a small, small community yeah. and burning bridges is not <laughs> doing it Friday night at like, I think right before like the weekend, seven o'clock yeah. at night. Mm-hmm. Good thing. I checked my emails, even though if I'm not working, cause yeah. I wouldn't have seen it. And then they wouldn't have had anyway. So I had to move some line cooks to the other location. So I was able to move one of the Sioux to mm-hmm. uh, the James Allen location wow. that weekend. How was that? Yeah. That's money. It's nice. really good. It's really good. There's probably some sugar in that Thai chili sauce, but it's okay. It's a little bit. I was playing around with that because we're going to be doing something for uh, the wine and food for uh, oh, nice. Glory of the Grains dinner. So I'm doing a pork belly. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be something a little similar to that. Yeah, that's delicious. I'm excited for the Glory of the Grains. That burger is delicious, too, for those that watch the video. And I didn't say anything. If I had to put it down because I will sit and eat that whole thing, and all you will hear is me chewing for the next 20, 10 minutes. Yeah. I'll eat it afterwards. Did you get that from the food boat? What? The meat. Why would I get the meat from the food boat? I don't know. I thought he got you your pork roll. No, no. He, that's not pork roll. I know, but I didn't know if you got everything from him or not. No, no. He 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 does have a good uh, chicken jalapeno sausage that um, if he's able to get it to bulk, I'm going to start using. Yeah. that's a, That was a fun day as well. We went out and uh, he live streams the entire thing. So we went out on a food boat. And uh, shot skeet. We made hot dogs, and you made oh, fun yeah. of me for how I cut onions. And oh, they're they're beautiful. <laughs> they're about as close to your peaches. Thanks, appreciate yeah. that. No. <laughs> he's like, he's like, how do you think they should look? Like, what is it you you say? How do you think you did today? Yeah, how do you think you did? <laughs> You're such a dad. Yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you think you did? Are you proud of that, buddy? Yeah. yeah. Does that make you proud? Like, yeah. oh fuck, I did, it did. Now that you're asking me, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I didn't know you had to be proud in onion cutting, but I guess I guess for well, you, you it's you, serious you business. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, I just kind of cut it, you know. Also, the ni- I didn't like that the knife was small. It was, you know, I like a bigger knife. All right, Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> you should have brought your own. I would have if I had known I was uh, going to have to cook for you. True. You know how much shit I got for uh, you putting ketchup on that hot dog? Why? I don't There were so many DMs. Like, 
You know you don't put ketchup on hot dogs. Well, like, if they actually paid attention to the full thing we went through, that was a kid dog. That was a kid dog. Yeah. And that's, that's what I said. I was like, were you listening? Because it's a kid dog. You tell them to go feed a kid. You got kids? Yeah. How does your kid like his hot dog? Uh, no bun, ketchup on the side, that he then smothers the, the hot dog with said ketchup. So, yeah. Yeah, that's how yeah. my kid eats. Most actually. of them. Yeah, my, most my, my kid eats the hot dog, no bun, yep. ketchup. Yep. And that changes. There, there's an evolution, right? Like eventually they'll go, oh, I'll have the hot dog, but still it's got to have ketchup. Yep. Um, and then someone tells you that you're not supposed to put ketchup on a hot dog and you quit doing it at some point in your age. You lose your childhood um, instincts to put ketchup on hot dogs. But you also put ketchup in hot dog chili. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. But you're still putting ketchup. Yeah. That's the argument with Pete with pizza. Like you can't put pineapple on, you can't put fruit on pizza. It's like tomatoes are fruit. So it is. next argument. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't remember, I, I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I remember I was, I was at a ballpark, uh, was it was, I was younger, so maybe a Houston Astros or Kansas City Royals game, and I ordered a hot dog, and I asked for ketchup, and someone was like, you don't put, we don't put ketchup on a hot dog at a ballpark, you can do that at home, mustard, and that's it, and I had that, and ever since it's been in my head, like, I can't, don't put ketchup on it. What's like me and straws, <laughs> at, at a young age, my, yeah. my dad was like. I had a straw and I was like, Dad, how come you how come you don't use straws? Because you know they bring straws in a yep. restaurant. And he's like, I don't know, son. It's just not something a man would do. And it's like from that day forward, I don't care what it is. Like even if I get a milkshake, I have to suck it down real fast just because I have to use a straw. But yeah, it's I like bet, I bet you do. You know how it's easier it is to use a straw as opposed to like you know, yeah, taking the lid off all the time is a pain in the ass. Some people just hate ketchup. Yeah, that's what I mean. Ketchup straws. Do you know the first place that I ever came up with that made a burger? You weren't allowed to put ketchup on? Really? Yeah. Why? Louis Lunch in uh, New Haven, Connecticut. That was the first place to invent a burger? I thought Look the Mongolians invented it. Look it up. <laughs> At least in the U.S. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. But they had like a little toaster. They put it in like a toaster style. Um, oh. And it comes on with like lettuce, cheese, tomato, no condiment. They said the burger was good enough. You didn't need condiments. Hmm. And back in the day when you used to ask for ketchup, they would squeeze ketchup at you. I was, I was thinking, wow. obviously they had to change that. So then they had like a, a fake plastic one. They would squeeze it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they had like their shirts, uh, no ketchup. They're still open today. Interesting. They're still pretty good. Can you get ketchup there? No, they still don't do a ketchup. They still don't do ketchup. Mm -hmm. I think I've heard of that. Like with Coney dogs, like if you get a Coney dog and they're like, yes, for they're like, we don't even have ketchup on this truck. No ketchup. Maybe that's why, uh, Coney uh, Island closed. They didn't have ketchup. Maybe could be big, big ketchup. Shut them down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so since you're here and we can pick your brain with anything we want, what is the best way to cook a steak? Medium rare, reverse sear, oven, like what, what, do, what do you do? It's a tough one. You know, I think it really depends on your cut of meat. Yeah. Ribeye. So ribeye, I like to use the uh, cast iron. Cast iron. The whole time. Yeah. Get it super hard, sear it, then flip it. And then once you flip it, put some, Butter in the pan, some garlic, some fresh herbs, and baste it. Baste it. And how long do you cook each side, do you think? About two to three minutes. Yeah. Because I've been sous vide. I've been sous vide. Sous vide uh, is good. It's a great way to make a steak. Yeah. I just learned, I learned 137 degrees is where fat renders. Yeah. So if I was cooking them at 125, I think, and then searing probably a little too long. Yeah. But at 137 for two hours, so it truly cooks all the way through, it really does melt all the fat. I mean, you could tell the consistency on a, on a steak that, if I pull it out at an hour, it didn't do it, but at two hours. So it's it's a pain in the ass because then it takes you like three hours to make dinner. But yeah. 
worth it if you're eating a lot of, a lot of ribeyes. You could also sous vide them the day before and just chill them. So that way you just pull them out of the fridge and sear them. Yeah. I thought about that. I wondered that too, because I sous vide two steaks last night and I just went ahead and cooked them both. I'll just reheat it, which I'm regretting now. But I wondered if I could do that. If you could just leave it in the so leave, you it, leave, in the, it, in the leave seal? it in the bag and yeah. then put it in an ice bath. So that way mm, it cool shocks it, it and cools it really. So it will still stay your temperature. Smart. A lot of like um like ice high end steakhouses will actually do that. So that way it's if they have a lot of line cooks that you know they're cooking, you know, high end steaks, they cook it from the temp below so all they have to do is pull it out they have it timed so sear it ah. and then that's it so that they just have like a just a row of sous vide yeah, steaks yeah. so like the, like in their coolers they'll pull those out and they'll just have all the sous vide steaks nice. and they'll have like their temps labeled next to them how long can you keep it in the fridge sous vide like if i can you make it on monday and eat it friday that's too long another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I would keep it maybe three days. Three days. Yeah. Any, any I'm going to start doing that. Any meat in my, my fridge that's been there longer than three days gets tossed. I, I just get, I get weird about it. Even eggs? No, not eggs. Yeah. Well, I so, mean, so not any meat. Okay. <laughs> I don't put eggs in the same classification as meat, but that's fine. You do if you're on carnivore. I don't. Says the chef. Thank Is you. it dairy? Mm, no, it doesn't come from a cow. Is it shell shell bird instead of shellfish? It's technically <laughs> in the, like the poultry, but I guess you know it's. I don't know. I never really th really thought about it that way. Yeah, I haven't either until right now. I don't know. It's a meat product. What do you folks think? Listening. Yeah. There's a comment. Are eggs meat? <laughs> or are they vegan? They're not vegan, right? So they got to be meat. So they are the meat when you eat. What is it? Like the little, uh, I forget the name of it. Like those, that white part? You no, know, like like in Venezuela and stuff. And the Philippines, they eat the the egg when the chicken actually starts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. They'll, they'll suck it out. Yep. I've seen those in, like high, fetus. in uh, Asia where they, they cook them like that. And then. Um, when it pulls out, like the egg's not all the way cooked, and then there's like a sure enough a chicken in there. Yeah. Did you try it? I would. I don't care. I'm not worried about it. I would try it once. You know? I'm not going to eat it every day. No. What's like duck eggs? You ever had a duck egg? I like duck eggs. Amazing. Yeah. Like they're so rich and buttery, but ah, it's just something in my brain. They're it's big. like, they're this big is too. a chicken. This is a, yeah, they are big. Andy passed on the way. She went home. My wife went home. Um, she passed an ostrich farm and they sell ostrich eggs. And I can't remember the weight, but I think there was like was eight that? pounds in Virginia. You can get an ostrich egg that weighs eight pounds. Did you bring any back? No, but you can get them. You got to break those shells with like a hammer. Jackhammer. <laughs> How much are they? Busting concrete. I have no idea. Ever bring one back next time? I will. Try it. Dude, we should make the world's largest deviled egg out of an ostrich egg. Ooh. <laughs> we'll get a couple. Yeah. How are you going to cook them? I think they're like this big. I've heard... So eat it. The eggs. <laughs> you got a pot that big? Doesn't taste great. The egg? I had an ostrich burger in Maryland at a place called Abbey Town Burgers, and it was good. Yeah. It you was, think it was real that. ostrich, though? My boots are. Not these, but I have ostrich boots. But do you think it was real ostrich? Yeah, boots? they're pretty proud of their, and they show where they get okay. it from and stuff. I, I, I trust them, like Gerald Sires. There's a lot of places that do lie, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that they do. <laughs> Like, what was that a couple of years ago? And the Florida was using what the stingray wings and they're calling them scallops. 
Oh yeah, that's pretty. I, I, we used to make scallops that way. Yeah, cut the. I would never do it today because mean. But you would pull stingrays up if you caught one, and you just de-wing them and throw the body back in. But it's like now I'd at least kill them instead of ripping their flyers off. An animal. Yeah, I mean, I was a kid, and I don't know. It's the way the, the old guys did it. That's the way I did it. But, yeah, you could stamp them out with cookie cutters yep. and make scallops, and, and you cannot tell the difference. Well, you might side by side. I don't know if I ever tried one. Who knows? Maybe. You make a good scallop. Everything right. you make good. What's the, what's the thing you make that you're like, eh, I need to get better at it? Or are you perfect at everything? I don't think I'm perfect at everything. I don't think anyone's perfect. Um, wow, some humble humbleness out of yeah. Jeff. Uh, I don't know. Let me ask this. What's your favorite thing to cook, and which which thing, when it comes time to prep and cook, are you like, all right? Probably one of the things I hate to cook, which thankfully no one requests where I'm at, is uh, shad roe. Okay. Have you ever had it? No. No. I don't think I even know what that is. So it is the actual, like, sack of the fish. Oh. Um, so it's, it looks like a, almost like like a hot dog. So when you sear it, it'll, like if it has a little hole in it, a puncture, all, this, all the rows will all start falling out, out and it will start like popping. Uh. So my first job when I moved to here, it was at Carolina Yacht Club and the old people would love that. So we would, you know, they would order it firm or soft. That's yeah. the way they wanted it. So you just sear it and send it out. Gross. You bite into it, it looks like you're biting into like something with sand in your mouth. Ugh. And it's just a, a just a giant thing of not caviar, but just yeah. roe. It's, it's, it's like hot gross. dog shape filled with roe. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Just salty, grainy. What yeah. kind of fish? Yeah. Shad. You just said yeah. Ugh. No thanks. Do you like roe at all? It depends, you know. Yeah. You know, I like, uh, you know, if I'm doing something nice, put a little roe on top or something like that. But I like that. I, I just don't, like I don't the, really go out craving. No, yeah. I don't either. No. I've I've had I've had roe and think on things it's fine. Uh, I've sat down once with friends and they brought out some wine and had like caviar. Yeah, and I not, not my thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, you know it's good, but I it's super overpriced. Same thing as oh, like yeah. lobster. Lobster is like a cockroach at sea, and it's just <laughs> it's just super overpriced. Do you know they used to feed lobster to prisoners? Good for them. That was prison food. You said lobster. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were like, somebody was like, you know, I was in jail and we they made this fish that's really good. And they put it in a restaurant and then it like exploded, I guess. I don't know. The Red Lobster happened. Yeah, yeah Red Lobster happened. Good for them. I wonder if the guy that started Red Lobster is an ex-con. It was a, he was a, <laughs> could be. Could have been a prison guard. He's like, you know what? These guys love this shit. I bet regular people would like it too. It probably looks like prison food. What's well, like redfish? When I was growing up, you didn't eat redfish. Like that was like, ugh, too many bones, not enough work. And like now, I mean... That's like a very sought after fish today, which is, which is interesting because it's still the same. I don't think they taste that bad, but there is a ton of bones in them. They get kind of annoying. Oh yeah. But no, I like row on top of stuff. There's a place here that has, I don't remember the name of it, but they have donuts with row on it. One six seven. Yeah. One six seven. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. They, they do a good job. I do with that. Do you keep stuff like that? Like if I came in there and ordered shad row, you have some in the fridge? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never. I'm going to tell Nick that's what I want from now on. Who the hell's Nick? That's not what I meant. Wow. forgot his name. You talking about the bartender? No. He's not there anymore. I don't know who you're talking about. All right. Well. The guy that we were just talking about that owns Miller's. Why can't, why am I confused? Nate. Nate. Jeez. Yeah, I knew. Wow. I know. He'd be so mad at me. If he listens. Sorry, Nate. I remember your name every time I see you. For some reason, a Nick came out. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah. Looks like a Nick is your saying. Yeah. So. (laughs) Does he? Does he look like a Nick? I don't think so. I don't think so either. 
I think it looks like a Nate. Yep. So yeah, what's um, what else should people know about Miller's? Uh, you should probably probably trying to explain the name because it's Miller's all day, and they only serve Miller Light or Miller at Champagne Champagne of beers, but it actually has nothing to do with that. No, so it is actually part. One of our uh, owners is Greg Marshan, or sorry, Greg Johnsman that owns Marshan Mills. So if you go to the downtown location, we have one of his mills. So he's milling all day. Yeah. And that's why it's called Miller's All Day. Got it. Yeah. Um, that's why, like, you know, because people come in, they'll say we close at three. Oh, I thought it's called All Day. I've, I've heard that plenty of times. I'm sure. It's a joke that never stops. Yeah. So we, we actually did open at nighttime. You know, I guess the downtown did at first. And then I've been with Miller's like two and a half years now. We started the James Island at night, too. And people just think Miller's is just a breakfast spot. So no one really thinks about it. And that's why, like, we're trying to do, like, a lot more upscale brunch food. We bring in, you know, fit whole fish, break them down. So a lot of our regulars will, you know, go for it. But a lot of, you know, if you have a, someone their first time, they're going to think, oh, it's a breakfast spot. You know, I don't know if I want to get fish here. But I wonder if the reason why is because if you go to Miller's for breakfast and the, the line is like, you can't just walk into this place and sit down and eat. No, no. Just just so everybody understands. Like, if you do come to Charleston, you want to go to Miller's, you, you're, you got to wait in line. Do you take reservations? We don't. Yeah. Um, so the downtown location is definitely a lot harder to get into than the James Island. The James Island is, you know, weekend, same thing, super packed. Weekdays, it's easier to get in, you know, early in the morning, James Island likes to sleep a little bit. So usually around like nine or 10, we start getting on that like two hour waits. But if you get there like 8am or if you get there around like two, close at four on the weekends that you could usually get right in on, but downtown it's run away from open to close yeah it's it's a it's massive how uh it's a huge place and it's funny because we talk i talk about millers or people will see or like locals or whatever people are always bringing it up like you turn me on to millers or whatever and uh it's an amazing place the food's amazing gut what was the thing you said about the one on james Island? it looks like some chick's instagram page threw up in there (laughs) just the the, the color scheme was like this this looks like a like a, a chick's instagram page i don't know yeah, it does. But it's, but it's like this really chic, like, yeah. diner type, you know, like I said earlier, aesthetic and feel to it. You feel comfortable. You feel at home. And then the food is just it's phenomenal. Yeah. And they have photo booths. You can go get your picture taken while you're in there. At both places. Both pl- both yeah. locations. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. And then great, the, great cocktails, you know. Well, I was going to say the next, my next th- statement was going to be the Bloody Mary. So they, they have a, uh, you can get a wild turkey floater for a dollar. Right, still a dollar. Yeah, yeah. I think so, so you can get a bourbon bloody mary, and they'll put an extra shot of wild turkey in it for a dollar. Money, right up your alley. Yeah, love it. And then I was talking to um, the bartender there, and then he was like, he was like, yeah, it's just he's like it's wild turkey. Nobody went, and I was like, what? That's one of my favorite things. Like, please put that on top. Yeah, <laughs> I'll definitely take wild it. Wild turkey's delicious. Yeah, I love it. Wild turkey's definitely. Hey, how's your bar going? Been stocking it up some. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting pretty good. I got another, uh, um, what's the name from, uh, Peter from Burnt Church just dropped another one off to me nice. uh, for the congratulations. And, uh, Hell yeah. it, he gave me, uh, the new one again that they're selling in the store. The Johnny Fever? Yeah. Dude, you got lucky. Oh, nice. Dude. And you, you could tell like side by side, like the difference. I think I got one last year. This one now, I believe is four years old. Mm. Dude, and it's smooth. Yeah. I like it. When we went down there, we went. We went down just to, I don't know why y'all invited me, but I went down there. We both went yep. and uh, just to meet everybody and a uh, great relationship. So Bird Church actually sponsors the podcast for Seaweed. So we got 
they hooked us up with uh they're behind you but they got nine they gave us nine bottles for the show and so it's three per day so it's like people always come up to us and just assume that the bar is free and then we snap at them but if if you ask we'll be kind and all uh, you gotta do is ask yeah it's like no of course we don't have where would you go there's free bourbon like doesn't exist yeah folks are nice about it and you know like like definitely if if you're talking and socializing or, or you know even not that purchasing something is a requirement but of course it goes a long way in showing your support um but just having conversation we, we have plenty of people that walk in we're like hey can i get some of that i'm like dude i don't think so first of all hi nice to meet you <laughs> are you enjoying the show yeah. uh, and no you can't are you one of our employees you're not okay then no are you buying anything no yeah you don't even have to buy anything but definitely uh it's crazy it's i mean name another place where there's you just walk up to somebody in a booth and be like is this free what do you think it happens at shows all the time yeah and the, the thing that's that's hard at seaweed is that somebody will get a pour after a conversation of buying something and go off and tell someone else and then word gets around and people think that we're just handing it out yeah you know? my buddy said to come over here and yeah. get a free no. i guess there's worse problems to have yeah, it's not that big of a deal. It's, I don't care this year because we got three bottles per day to go through. Right. So, yeah, not a big deal. Be but fun. yeah, and this this comes out after that, so nobody we're not even dropping a secret. But yeah, there you go then. But, but it's if, um, but uh, if, you, if you were one of those people, shame on you. Yeah, if you're listening and you're like, why wouldn't they give me any? That's why. <laughs> now you know because you're an asshole. We'll be there. Yeah, people will be coming around. I mean, you're gonna come. We were trading food for for booze last year. It'll happen again. It's, uh, we're all about bartering. This is yeah. the second time we brought that up on the, on this week. But yeah. same thing. Any time I go to events, you know, I want to either tr- trade swag or food. You know, you bring it over to somebody. You don't walk over and say, "Hey, can I get that hat?" Yeah. If you want one of the hats, we'll bring one of our hats over. Hey, can we yeah. trade? Yeah. Yeah. And most everyone's pretty good about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's definitely a good way to do it. We should have made more hats just for trading. We should have. Hats were a pain in the ass this year. Yeah. We only have so many. How many? Uh, I think we have three of the black ones and maybe 10 of the orange ones. And then I brought the ones that were, that were cut wrong. We just give them to people. Yeah, that's care. fine. Free hat. Nobody else knows. It's just, yeah. It's, it's just us being picky. It probably won't bother most people. Or you could tell people you buy something, get a free hat and give those away. Could. It's good marketing. People get excited. They get free stuff. Yeah. Or we just like for some, selling, selling something. We're like, Oh, there's a cool guy. I'm going to throw a hat in. Yeah. Free. Everyone gets a free high five. Yeah. Oh shit. Those out every Free day. high fives cost nothing. Yeah. Anybody. Don't, yeah. tell, don't tell it to everybody, though. So my arm gets tired. Yeah, they said COVID's done now. So what if, what if someone comes in and they look dirty and they try to give you a high five? It's okay. They make soap. I've been dirty before. Yeah. Dirty doesn't bother me. I'll give them a hug. I will, too. I'm, I'm going to send someone in there, then. I don't know. Did you hear about the dude that got uh, put in the hospital like two weeks ago down here walking home? Two, two older people, they were walking home, and uh, a homeless guy was out there, and they were like coming up on him. And he was walking, carrying all his stuff in a bag. And he just turned around and was like, quit saying my name. And it ran up and decked the dude in the face, put him in the hospital. Jesus. Yeah. Mental illness. It's a hell of a thing. Yeah. They found it. They knew exactly who he was when the, she told the cops what he looked like. And they, they just, they know where he sleeps. And they went they and roll him up. Yeah. I'm sure those folks are repeat offenders. Oh, yeah. It's just crazy that, like, you wouldn't think that would happen on downtown Charlotte. I mean, shootings. Yeah, all the yeah. time. But just just <laughs> random crazy shooting, people attacking yeah. you. Yeah. Shooting is fine. Somebody yeah. get me punched yeah. in the face. Yeah. That's wild. It is America, after all. We're, we're really good at shooting people. 
Uh, that's my favorite thing when you see on Instagram and there's another shooting and then somebody comes in and is like, what's wrong with Americans? Like you'll see all Americans being like, this is so trying, so terrible. And somebody comes in, what's wrong with Americans? Why is so much gun violence? And then you'll see like 300 people reply, be like, fuck you. This is the reason yep. we don't come to our country. Like, <laughs> like they're defending it. There was a shooting yesterday at the Super yeah, Bowl saw parade. It. Yeah. yeah. That's actually what's, what, what are the posts that I saw the Senate on it. Yeah. Amer Americans are like, like siblings, you know, like I can talk shit all I want about oh, my yeah. siblings. But if you're not in my family, you don't. Yeah, you don't get keep, to do keep that. your fucking mouth shut. Yeah, you don't get to do that. <laughs> yeah, that is cool about uh, being down here. Like as far as community and stuff goes, like uh, the amount of people that we've met through. It's so funny, man, because like we all know so many of the same people, and then it just just takes a little bit of talking, and then you're collaborating with somebody else, and free, and then you get Stark involved, and he knows absolutely everybody. Oh yeah, but it's um, those is cool. It's. I, we wanted to have you on here for that reason to kind of talk about it. Is there anything that anything else you wanted to talk about that's just Miller's related? Let me get into some hunting stuff. Uh, you know, we're like I said, we're just trying to showcase, you know, a lot more, you know, of our local stuff, our local ingredients, and for people to buy, you know, out of the box. You know, we have a my CDC downtown is uh, Chad Kirkland, and he's, you know, his culinary experience is phenomenal, and you know, he tries. It's nothing worse than you know. Him, you know, you're making like this badass special, and then these people are like, "I don't know if I want to get that there." And you sell like three. Yeah, it's yeah. like it hits in the ego. It's like, damn, it's like it's fucking great. Why isn't it selling? And it's just people just you know think Miller's is just breakfast. Yeah. So that's what you want people to understand is we're open for more than just breakfast. Yeah. And do you, and what time do you start serving like lunch stuff? So we, you know, our menus the same menu open all from, day, all from eight in the morning to three in the afternoon on weekdays, four on the weekends. Um, but people will come in, they'll order like clubs and all that stuff bright and early in the morning. Um, but, you know, more of the lunch usually starts around like 11. Yeah. I've definitely been there for lunch and breakfast. I will admit that usually I go for breakfast. You know, it makes sense. You know, obviously most people that are coming there for brunch, but, you know, it depends. Like today we are doing a, like a braised pork belly, uh, Weibo's Rancheros. Oof. Nice. Dude. Yeah. And obviously something like that sells. Yeah. Damn. I'd eat the shit out of that. <laughs> I love Weibo's Rancheros. Who does so that one might be potentially going on our menu. Yeah. And then I I I got that's I'd have got you something else on the menu too. You made a a honey a Nashville hot chicken egg and cheese biscuit on a croissant and uh, as a special and or a secret menu. So it wasn't Nashville. That was our hot honey. Hot honey, that's right. Hot, hot honey, honey BEC. Yeah. So I did it as like a special and then he started, then he came in. That's how actually uh, we met. He messaged me about. Uh, about that. He popped in my DMs. Yeah, slid yeah. right in. <laughs> yeah. About that uh, chicken. Yeah. Um, and then he came, told him to come on in, try it. And then he started telling people about it. And then one day we ran it as a special downtown. I believe we sold 48 of those. Wow. In one day. Yeah. Nice. That's wild. So he's like, you know what? It's a menu item. So when you try something new like that, like a one of your specials, what's like, what's a good number? Like when you, when you, when you say I sold four versus, you know, I, I like to do on weekdays. If I sell about, you know, like 15 to 18, okay. it's pretty solid. Yeah. But you know, once you get into like the twenties, thirties, that's when, you know, you, you definitely something. got a winner. Yeah. yeah you got yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. That's probably a cool way to make a menu too, just doing specials all the yeah. time. Cause then it's like we have a rotating menu or new things are added to the menu all the time, but it's just 
you could test it out on people and see if they see if they see if the because that's all it is the special has got to be buzzwords yeah. you got to you got to make them want it well then you have people when you make the special you got to put this on the menu it's like well if i put every special on the menu then our menu would be yeah. gigantic yeah. it's like i gotta take something off of if i put something else on the menu yeah do you have specials or do you find certain specials are seasonal like they do better during certain times of the year than some others? do yeah for sure you know it depends on like sometimes like the, the produce and all that stuff sure like we've been trying to use a lot of uh local mushrooms now to do some cool specials nice there's a bunch of places you know growing their own mushrooms yeah very cool there's that there's that van that uh we've seen it before at, at events there's like a a van like a school bus a short bus and a guy drives around and, he's, and it's full of mushrooms he just grows them in the short bus you talking about the guy at the that does the poorhouse on sundays yeah yeah yep I, i'm not sure which one that is so here you using there's another lady that does the same thing but she just has plants she yeah. sells plants and grows I stuff. might be confusing two different things here. We use Low Country Fungi, and then we use Raven Farms are the two uh, places we use for mushrooms. Nice, and you get everything local, which is also really cool. And these Story Farm eggs, which got me—we had heard of Story Farms, and I'm pretty sure we've been there. I'm sure my wife has been there a bunch of times, but it's like since then, um, I do not buy eggs anywhere else. And and the amount of eggs you use it like in a weekend is mind-boggling. Like how many how many eggs do you use in a week? So we, you know, uh, we get it delivered both locations. So we'll get each box we get is 36 dozen oh. and we'll get a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We'll get those delivered for our downtown location. We'll get about eight cases delivered each time. It's a lot of eggs. So we also crack all of our own eggs for, you know, if you're getting, you know, scrambled eggs or making our quiche and all pastry. Yeah. So we have someone upstairs actually cracking all of our eggs. Wow. So there is no you're not cracking eggs. a carton with no. with liquid eggs in it yeah wow. that's why like it's crazy when people come in the big um eggs not supposed to be that yellow oh yeah like, <laughs> it is it is actually yeah, yeah. actually you've been eating <laughs> yeah. poison your whole yeah. life yeah wow like they're used to that like pale looking color yeah yeah and it's like these what? look like they're like uh nuclear power plant eggs yeah like every time i crack one i'm like god and i'm like oh yeah it's normal <laughs> and it's like you know if you try it side by side dude it's a no-brainer oh completely different taste yeah. yeah and like that pork belly that's from a story farms oh is it yeah yeah and forest does he still work there oh yeah he's the yeah he delivers it every day oh he's the direct oh. okay yeah so you get to actually see him yeah that's cool yeah, he's cool i like him yeah we i've met so many cool people between just working with local local stuff it's always a good time and he's you know he used to be a chef as well out in i think california somewhere mm. so he'll do like pop-ups and all that other sometimes he did like that duke's mayonnaise bread sandwich thing that they did at i think bodega okay yeah nice. i didn't go to it but yeah i heard it was cool did you get any deer this year no thanks you thanks something no it was a, it was a heartbreaker you know <laughs> I, remember, I remember when i was driving in the car and i was talking to my wife and she looks at me and goes can you even call yourself a hunter since you didn't get it? Oh, damn. And I was like, dude, if that's not a kick, a low wow. blow kick right there, I don't know what is. Wow. Well, you have one in the freezer anyway. So Matt was nice enough to, uh, you know, kill one and uh, he didn't have room in his freezer. So I purchased it. I still got your meat still in the freezer. Thanks. Yeah. Your, I got, I think uh, it's like eight of them or so. Jerky meat. I don't yeah. know. I got, I believe it was eight. A quarter of it, I think. Or I don't know. A quarter of outside of all the cuts. Um, what was it just cuts and ground i don't even yeah. know what i ordered you know since he he was missing out i was like hey you want me to drop you off some venison chili i made some venison chili with it he goes no i can't eat it i know you're missing out and i bet your venison chili is better than mine i'd hope so <laughs> <laughs> I would hope. 
So big facts, big facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we went and sat one day, and I thought it'd be a, a guarantee. I wasn't even worried about it. Like you're like they're not coming. In. I'm like, don't quit stressing. They're gonna come out, and they sure enough, they didn't. Pretty wild. Twice. Did we go twice? At your? Yeah, we did, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Broke my heart. Yep. Not not normal. Very well, odd. He, he took me out there to the same spot, and it was. They came out in clockwork. I know exactly. It was. It was, a, it was like a script. Yeah. He wasn't even paying attention. He was like, "It's not time yet." Yeah, I'm back on my phone. Back on my I, phone. Well, I heard birds because the birds that live right there hate the deer. And so as soon as they start acting up, I know it's like five minutes. There's going to be a deer out yeah. here. He said, oh, there's the birds. Like, you know, like it was like it was an alarm. Yeah, put and my phone in my pocket. Away and he was like, they'll be, just watch over there. And I'm was, looking and then like three or four. Or sure how many? Shit. How many came out? It was just three, two. Two, yeah. It was two. I killed, the, I killed the doe and then you sent me for a week <laughs> video of the, of the fawn. The yearling. The yearling. Uh, walking around. Walking around looking. Like every yeah. single, every <laughs> single picture, it's like. Still, still looking. You know, just mom. like stoic. Like It looked like a. Because he comes in picture form, not video, but it looks like um, like a pointer dog. Like every picture, the dog's just like, "Mom, mom." <laughs> <laughs> he just send he just sent me the video. Look, look what you did. Yeah, I just sent a picture in my freezer. If look, I have to live up, with this, you, you have to live with it too. <laughs> That's the worst part about trail cameras is seeing how much you disrupt it after you shoot something. But I mean, tis so, the sometimes life. when you shoot something, you wait a few more minutes. Some one might come right back out too. Sure, I did that this year. I. uh Shot one, waited. All the deer came back out. Shot a second one, uh, but found out the first one I I grazed the belly. There was just white hair on the ground, nothing else. So I shot just low. It was really close. I think I just my my sight was just just enough. But I dropped that second one. If I if I had just been a little higher, I'd have, I'd have thrown two deer in the back of the truck that night. Damn, that would have been a nice one. Heck yeah, I definitely recommend you getting one of those tripods. This yeah. is the best. Oh, I think it was for, nice for hunting here, dude. Every deer I shot this year dropped right where I pulled the trigger. They're laying on the ground. I mean, nothing ran. Especially that that thirty out six I have that wood stock. It's a beautiful stock, but it's heavy as shit. Yeah, it's in, hard to in hold. In that case, I was I shot the first deer. They all dispersed, but just to the the wood line, and then they were super sketched, so I couldn't really move. So I I had to hold that gun. Use and, a shooting uh, stick or no? I didn't. It, it, the the uh, the stand had a sh a rail. Oh, okay. Um, so I was able to rest it a little bit, but. Uh, the angle I was having to to shoot at, it, I kept having to pick it up. So it is what it is. But uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it's a good time. I like that one because it could just rest on it. Yeah. So I have like a shooting stick uh, and I got one of those tie wee uh, tents. Yep. Uh, that thing is not as easy as they say to put it up. 100%. It was a bitch. <laughs> That's the one you hunted at. Mine, mine's a tie wee yeah. as well. Dude, I was out there and I was cursing up and down. I said, thank goodness I wasn't trying to put this up the day I was hunting because it wouldn't have happened. I think if you put it up, come in. I think if you put it up and down a lot, yeah. you'll be able to, you'll figure it out faster. Yeah. But the problem with it is, um, I don't really use it that much. So it's like when I go to put it up or put it down, I've already forgotten, you know, the, cause there's a certain way you got to do yeah. it and it, and it, it folds in, which I always forget it's pain, but yeah. All right. Well, the next, uh, next spot is here. I appreciate you coming on, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we can do this more now. I just wanted to get the first one out of the way with with professional Miller stuff. And then after that, we can just have drinking sessions where we talk shit. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of stay professional when I'm doing Miller stuff. Right, right. We'll have you on again just as Jeff instead of Jeff from Miller's. Throwback. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks for coming. All thanks, right. everybody, yeah, for thanks. listening. All right. All right.